Hello and welcome to Gotcha Journalism, the podcast where we try out gotcha games so you don't have to wait two weeks to find out you hate playing it. I'm Sierra, my pronouns are she, her. I'm Dustin, my pronouns are he, they. And this week we are talking about Puzzle and Dragon. Puzzle and Dragons. Fuck, I can never remember where the S is. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like, what's, what is the plural for this? Uh, I'm, no I'm just, one knows. I'm just basically only going to call it pad, because pretty much everyone just sort of calls it pad. Yeah, that's fair. Um, this game whips ass. I love this game so much. Yeah, like, there is a... There's a very good reason that Pad is one of the very first gotcha games that, you know, actually, like, got popular and is still Mm -hmm. pretty popular. Um, I think this thing came out in, like, 2012. 2012, yeah, is uh, my recollection. Yeah, uh... And, it, and it's gotten a few different spin-offs as well. Yeah, the original Puzzle and Dragons was released in 2012. Puzzle and Dragon Z in 2013, which I don't know. Oh, that's a 3DS. Yeah, version that's the, of the three. So the thing about the 3DS version is, um, Puzzles and Dragons is a game that uh, actually like develops its gameplay in like interesting and complicated ways, like throughout the lifespan. So by the time Puzzle and Dragon Z came out on the 3DS. The gameplay was so outdated that everyone who played Puzzles and Dragons on the phone was like, oh, this is, like, super simple and boring and outdated. I'm not going to play this now. (laughs) That is unfortunate. Yeah, it it was like, ooh, yikes. Um, Yeah, but yeah, this game is old. It, It is, like, eight years old, and it is not showing any signs of stopping. It is uh, one of those games that also is known for being probably... If someone were to make the case that Puzzles and Dragons was the most generous gotcha around, I'm, I might push back a little bit because Grand Blue's anniversaries, but, like, I wouldn't push back hard. Uh, like, it's basically one and two. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like... I, we just happened to start playing, well, we just happened to cover this game during a Godfest event where they were just like, everyone gets a hundred Godfest draws. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my roster expanded exponentially. So, uh, so the thing about it is, um, so draws yeah. in, okay. uh, Puzzle and Dragon still earns like a shitload of money. It's, oh, it's yeah. number two, like seven, uh, yeah, high, uh, seven million dollars. Uh, sorry, seven billion dollars. Yes, it is. It is very popular. Uh, it, it has like, it. Ha- I mean, the reason it and Grand Blue both can afford to be so generous is they, they have money to burn. Like, they gain value by entrenching themselves further in the like uh, uh, common uh, understanding of gotcha games as the generous ones because that's p- partly how they maintain reten- uh, maintain retention. Um, yeah, it, like the the thing about puzzles and dragons in general is its draws are like any single one draw is going to be more valuable than any draw in another gotcha game. Like pretty much any monster you get from especially from a godfest uh uh role going to be extremely useful in some team it might not be a team you're running but it is going to be a monster that is usable um compared to like 
brand blue where you do a 10 draw and you're like ah, i can use maybe one of these maybe um but yeah so we should we should probably talk about the actual game uh yeah what is puzzle and dragons so there's puzzles uh there's also some dragons uh, and that's it. Uh, thanks for listening fewer, to Gotcha Fewer dragons than you might think. Yeah, not a lot of... There's some dragons. Not... More gods than dragons is the, yeah, the real Yeah, it's secret. not so much about the dragons anymore. Also, a lot of random collaborations. Like, when I stopped playing this game, uh, my monster box included Ishtola from uh-huh. FF14, Vivi from FF9, Lex Luthor... Mm-hmm. from DC Comics, as well as some random Bleach characters. Yep. Right now there's a Shaman King collab happening. Um, yeah. There's a Probably Monster Hunter. Probably in preparation th- for the uh, uh, anime remake. Probably, yeah. Uh, there's a Monster... I mean, so the Shaman King collab had happened uh, before the, like, the anime remake was even rumored. Oh, wait, seriously? I uh, thought that was like syn- brand synergy or something. Uh, I believe the Shaman King co- I remember the Shaman King collab uh, in Pad a while ago. Okay. Uh, Never mind then. I mean, the fact that it's running again now. Yeah, there was a Shaman King collab back in 2019. All right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the most random time to have a Shaman King collab. Uh-huh. I, but, like, that's that's the game that it is. Like, there's, and there's characters like fucking Sherlock Holmes in there. Like, fuck it, man. It's all, Of course like, there is. There's Monster Hunter character. Like, it's great. It rules. It's so good. Um... But anyways, uh, so the actual game itself is centered around uh, you build a team of five monsters plus a friends leader monster. Uh, wait, is it five? Or, yeah, it's five monsters. It's, uh, yeah, five monsters plus a friend. Five monsters plus a friend, uh, one of which is your leader monster. Every leader monster has a specific skill, um, which I'll get into in a minute, but it basically is just... Uh, a thing that defines your playstyle and how you want to make matches on a board. The board itself is a grid of five by six uh, orbs of five colors and hearts. Um, those colors are the five different elements in the game. Um, there's elemental uh, uh, affinities, but uh, frankly, those don't really matter <laughs> um, because. <laughs> Math in this game is a fuck, uh, is the thing. It, it, it's a game that goes, hey, li- hey, listen, kid, you like multiplicative multipliers? Because uh, I fucking got you. <laughs> um, it is definitely a game where uh, stacking multipliers is one of the most important things you can do. Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking choice. Uh, there, there's one of the options uh, that you can turn on in settings where you can just see what the multiplier each monster has applied to it uh, when it does a combo instead of just the damage. And, you know, sometimes you just, you see a monster get roughly 20,000 times multiplier. And it just, <laughs> it's great. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so you, uh, it, the board has these 30 orbs on it and your goal is to match orbs. But rather than being a simple match three game where you just move or swap the position of two orbs, what you do is uh, you have a short time limit and you grab an orb and you can slide it over all throughout the board. So uh, you can slide it to the left, it'll swap places with that one, and you can just drag it throughout the whole board, changing the layout of every orb you drag it to. 
So you can effectively play the whole board in any one turn. And this means that you are or that you can and are in fact expected to build larger combos um, and play the whole board rather than any one single spot. Um, basically, uh, it, there's different ways you can match orbs. Um, there's uh, if you just match three, it'll do the regular amount. Uh, if you match four, there's monsters that will then attack two monsters or get a small multiplier from that. If you match uh, five orbs in a row, your monsters of that element will all attack uh, every monster that you're fighting on that wave. Um, yeah. And then there are some monsters that give a buff to your whole team if you match uh, a full row of six orbs. Um, and that's like the basic gist of it. Uh, you go through dungeons. Each floor has a different set of monsters that you're fighting, different or that have different triggers, different... Uh, behaviors that you have to interact with. Uh, each of your monsters has an active skill that uh, go or that has like a turn cooldown that have different sort of abilities. And you are basically going through uh, each dungeon trying to get to the end, beat the boss, and not die. Um, yeah, that's like the the basic level of gameplay here. Um, so like the the thing that is first and foremost. Um, important uh for me at least to hit on is that um puzzles and dragons is like an act it's an actual game like that there's an actual <laughs> game here like like it, it is a legitimate 100 percent real ass puzzle game like it, it's great it, it is just a good puzzle game to play um there is no autoing which normally is like the kiss of death for any gotcha game for me but yeah but also of... how could you possibly right auto you, you could exactly like, uh, but like it gets it would away either with be it. useless or too good exactly uh and it so it gets away with it by virtue of just actually being a game with like interesting play um and that like on top of which the uh the team building is really complicated in interesting ways um there are an absurd amount of different leader skills and uh monsters to fit into those teams so you end there's really basic leader skills like monsters that uh just give a flat say eight times attack up to all monsters um of a specific element it's fine it's like non-conditional it just will always give that uh, multiplier but then you get into the really complicated ones that are, like, hyper-conditional. Like, uh, there's one monster uh, named Akala who does, uh, like, a four-times multiplier for every cross of five orbs of either red or green that you make. So that means that uh, for the first cross, uh, if you're running... Uh, so, uh, let me back up a little bit. On teams, you have two leader skills active at once. Your friend monster's uh, leader skill and the, or the monster you chose as a leader skill. So, in general, you'll stack uh, leader skills, because that way you can just have... If you're fulfilling the condition for one, you're fulfilling it for both. Um, so that means if you're running a Kala, if you make one cross of red or green orbs, that's a times 16 multiplier. Um, because that's uh, two characters times four multiplier happening at once. If you max, it make two crosses of red or green orbs, that is... Fuck, what's 16 times 16? Shit, I'm showing that I'm bad uh... at mental math on air. Um, I can't 
friggin' do that. Uh, two fifty-six. Yeah, two fifty-six. I knew that off the top of my head. I was, I was just about to say it. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's a two hundred fifty-six multiplier, but it's all, which is very high. But that is also something that is like very conditional. It requires you to have at least five orbs of red and five orbs of green, um, and also like a specific board layout to make that happen. Um, There are. Uh, monsters that reduce damage when you fulfill specific conditions. Like there is a, uh, a grindable monster, Murr, who uh, wants you to make crosses of heart orbs, which are what you use to heal. And when you do that, uh, gives you a attack buff for that turn and also reduces damage by half. Um, if you're running two Murrs, that means it reduces damage by half and then reduces damage by half again. <laughs> Which is good, provided you can maintain that buff, because it only lasts for one turn. Um, Murr is also farmable, and was one of the, like, premier leader monsters for a really long time in the game. Um, Yeah, so there is all sorts of different uh, monsters and leader skills that you can run. And it makes team building in this game really, really interesting, because there's always a new way to play it. Also, since we were also already describing like what uh, what slots you can place units in, like there's the leader, and then there's the four other you know monsters on the team, plus the um, plus the friend unit. What is the leader unit? The, the sorry, the helper unit. Uh, the helper unit. That... It uh, the helper unit is your friend unit. Uh, it's just it, it takes the place of the friend unit. It's just a monster oh, from okay. your roster. So that you can always just be like, I just always want to have this monster available as a leader unit, even if none of my friends want to run this monster. So, like, if you, say, had dupes of a monster, and you're just like, I just always want to have this team readily available to play, because I like this team, or it's very good, or what have you. Or I want to try something weird and off-meta that other folks just aren't running. You can just, you can always do that. Um, Okay. Yeah, and so it makes you less um, restricted by the whim of what random monster assortment the uh, the game wants to show you as friends or potential friends, um, which is very good. Um, but yeah, that's like the the basic loop of play. Um, there is a couple different modes in the game. There is. Uh, the basic normal mode, which is just a bunch of dungeons to get through. Um, mostly they're just there to help you get your feet wet. You won't really get anything useful out of them outside of uh, the magic stones, which are premium currency. Um, then there is story mode, which is actually really good. Um, the story mode is a great way for getting your feet wet. It gives you a preset team, um, and the reward at the end of it is 100 magic stones, I believe which ends up being, like, 20 free draws. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I, yeah, when I finished Sonia's chapter, I got 100 Magic Stones. Yeah. Which uh, I haven't been able to use yet because my box got totally full from all the Godfest draws. <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 that sounds about right. Um, I mean, it, you know, it, it might be worth it to just expand your box, like, even... Uh, 10 stones worth because that'll that'll yeah. last you for a while um you might as well burn it while you still have the uh the godfest banner currently active um 
yeah, so that's, like, the basic loop of play. Uh, there's also, like, when you finished all of the beginner-level uh, stuff, there is slightly harder dungeons, um, and then there's what are called Descendeds, which are, like, the actual gameplay. It's when bosses start having actual behavior and patterns and are doing damage to you and... Uh, you're trying to beat them both because they give uh, evil materials for your rarer monsters and also because they're just they're more fun um, and there are always uh, events happening every month and uh, monthly dungeons that you are trying to challenge because they give you uh, more and bigger rewards uh, and help you build your teams out to be better and better um, yeah, and so that's like the basic loop of play. You're trying to build your teams to be as strong as you can, uh, ch to challenge harder and harder to dungeons, uh, to do better and better on um, the monthly dungeons, and to uh, do better on the tournaments when those are happening. Um, so yeah, that's the basics of it. Um, man, I just I fucking love this game. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, it, there, there is definitely a lot, a lot going on with it. Um, there, like I, I'm just, I'm just looking at all the monsters I can use to build a team. It's just like God. There's just so much I can mm -hmm. put together. Um, right. Even, even, even including the fact that like, so there are um, five. There are five element types that because each uh, there are five element types. Um, uh, wood. Or like earth or whatever, uh, which is symbolized by a, a green leaf, um, uh, fire, water, light, and dark. And each monster has at least one of those elements that it attacks with. Um, and a lot of monsters, especially ones that you can awaken, uh, can attack with, uh, have like a primary element and a sub-element. Um, which means that they can attack with both. So even just deciding, like, do I want to make a team that can utilize all the orbs on the board, but the, also that means that any monster that doesn't have that element, it can't attack with that. Um, it can't attack with that element. So unless you're matching multiple elements at a time, your damage isn't going to be very good. That's mm -hmm. so like, do you want to do you want to try and go for rainbow teams? Do you want to just consolidate into one or two elements because you can always do big damage with those ones? Um, and just, and just, you know, power through enemies that are, uh, not that are resistant to that type. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of strategy even coming down to like how, how, how many of, how many element orbs do I want to actually be able to attack with? Right. Well, and like, uh, so there are very much leaders who are intended to be rainbow leaders. Uh, I'm pulling um, up the name. Kali, I think, is one of them, right? Kali is one of them. Ra is one of them. Uh, where they have huge multipliers if you're matching um, multiple uh, uh, multiple different orb uh, colors. And so even there, you have a choice here of do I want to have... Uh, so characters' sub-elements are doing like either 30 or 50% of the damage of their main element. So you have to choose, okay, do I want to still have um, the main element of all of these monsters be the same, or do I want to have um, the sub-element of uh, all these monsters uh, be the same so that I'm still prioritizing a single element, but I'm still getting maximum damage? Um, because for teams, for uh, Rainbow Leaders, 
while it'll still count, uh, you have to have all five elements present in your team if you want it to count as a uh, attribute match for that leader skill. Um, so, like, if you didn't have wa- a uh, monster with water elements on your team and you had a uh, a leader that was like, "Hey, you need to match four different uh, attribute or four different kinds of uh, orbs to activate this leader skill." you couldn't match water to do it because you don't have a monster on your team that is water. Yeah. Uh, And so it ends up with, like, teams being both complicated and specific for what you want to do, but also, like, because you have so many different kinds of options available to you, there is, like, a huge wealth of possibility. Uh, And, like, I, I know this is very much, like, like, hearing this, it's like, oh, yeah, of course Sierra is the one that fucking likes this game, considering how much I fucking harped on team building and every fucking gotcha that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, also, the, to complicate team building even more and also give give a use for duplicates, um, like, a, a lot of units, especially the god units, have multiple different evolutions and uh, multiple de- different evolutions you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, just just using, using Goddess of Secrets Kali, who's the first god I ever pulled um, in the game. So her basic leader skill for her first form is five, five times attack when fire, water, light, and dark attack at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so very obviously meant to be a, a rainbow leader. And that, across her normal evolution line, that remains the same. But there are two alternate evolutions you can... Do, um, where the, her leader skill changed to three times attack for god and devil types, uh, four times attack, uh, and two times... What is RCV again? Uh, recover, so healing. Recover, right. Uh, when fire, water, light, and dark attack at once. So it, it reduces the bonus for rainbow attack, attacking and encourages you to you know make teams filled with god and devil types, so more prioritizing... The type of units you have on your team um or there's also like a pixel evolution that, yeah it makes her graphic all pixely um that uh changes her uh leader skill to 1.5 times all st- all stats when all monsters in a team are pixel evos uh and 13 times attack and reduces damage when fire water light and dark attack um mm-hmm. So, still retaining, like, the basic idea of what she's supposed to be while encouraging different team-building tactics. Mm-hmm. And just, like, different ways to prioritize uh, your teams. And, like, a lot of monsters will have a leader form where maybe their stats or... Um, there There is another... Uh, so, in terms of, an, like, the anatomy of a monster, they have their stats, um, they have their skill, or their active skill, their leader skill, and then they have another thing that are called awakenings. Um, which are small passive skills. Uh, there's like 40 different types uh, that are common between all monsters uh, and can do things like um, make it so this monster does double damage when you match seven times combo or uh, add extra time to uh, the clock for moving orbs. Um, and those... They, and 
they work like the passive skills do for Doken Battle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and those are things that you also take into context when you are building a team. Uh, and so you might have a version of a monster that's a really great leader, but maybe it's only got one of those seven times uh, or seven combo uh, skills. But they've got a version that's meant for being a follower where the leader skill doesn't isn't that great, but it's got like three seven combo skills. So if you're matching uh, uh, seven combos in one turn, it's going to do like six times damage or eight times damage, rather. Listen, I was an English yeah. major. I was not a math major. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Puzzle of Dragons is very much a game that's all about making numbers go up. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and I do I do really like there are a bunch of little touches that make it very satisfying to, to hit a big combo. Like, yeah. Because it, it doesn't just do the damage when your combo is complete like what it does is you see it add up like count down how many combos you got mm-hmm. and like you I... see like all all the numbers across all your uh, uh, all your monsters that are attacking like just rapidly increase mm-hmm. um and like and like bounce as uh as each new combo uh, gets added uh, to to multiply it. Well, as um, a, it just... as it counts each combo down, it starts getting like a bigger bounce on each combo number. It's so good. It yeah, feels it's very... so good. It's like hell yeah, I did that. I'm sick. Yeah, like it it makes you feel like the baddest dude in the world uh, mm-hmm. for for getting like a seven times combo. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and also like, I do like the aesthetics of the game. Like it... yeah. It's also not one you tend to see a lot. It's it's kind of an anime style, but like it's not fake grand order, and it's it's, it's no. not and and it's not it's not grand blue either. You're not gonna get the like the really hyper detailed, almost painterly style stuff it, it, that grand like, blue likes to do. It's almost like Saturday morning cartoon by way of anime. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of describing it. It's and it's very charming. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's not to say that it can't be detailed. Again, like, um, there there are a few evolution evolutionary forms for Goddess of Secrets Kali that like are really you know really complex and just like uh, oh, there's just shit everywhere on this. Um, in a, in a way that's that, that's very beautiful. Like a sparkling Goddess of Secrets Kali has an art that's just wow there's a lot of stuff you put in here uh this is the most art um but it's it's got its own unique like as you said sort of almost saturday morning cartoon style where things are things are things are exaggerated in a way to make them almost like playful yeah absolutely it's uh, a... Which is especially true of a lot of their like um, original designs, especially for like the some of the first units you pick, which are the the three elemental dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the older ones in general, or older designs also in general, like uh, it is immediately clear what is an older design and what is a newer design. Like, uh, oh I yeah, I don't know if you pulled hate. Like, uh, actually, most of like the gods from the Godfest, uh, like their earlier evolutions, very clearly newer or er, older. Their more recent ones, very clearly newer. It's like, uh, it's like the difference between um, playing a fucking Super Robot game or Super Robot Wars game, and like you see the SD form of a uh, a robot, and then all of a sudden it does its special attack, and it's just a full size fucking Gundam. Yeah, yeah, it is very much like that. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, like the design in general is like super enjoyable and fun to see. Um, there's so varied and like the styles are super different and they are always really distinct from one another. Like the other thing is like each monster in the game is pretty like each monster from the gacha is useful in some capacity it might not be the best monster but like especially starting out if you're drawing from the gacha machine it's hard to get a bad draw uh especially after like uh, a couple years back they did a pruning of the uh the gacha so that like the monsters that were just kind of bad and useless they just took out and so now it's just like oh hey there's just pretty good things in there only now Oh, that's good. I didn't realize they did that. Yeah, there was, like, a whole bunch of, like, uh, the Elemental series um, that were, like, just just kind of trash. Like, they were just bad. Like, they, they were not finding a place on any team. They were useless and were just meant to be fucking chaff. Um, they just went, eh, eh, let's just take them out. People, people will still waste money on this game. It's still gambling. Like, fuck it, man. <laughs> let's just make it so they feel good when they gamble. And it's like, oh, hey, that... That still works. Shit. Um, should, yeah, that's like the the basics of the game. Uh, we should probably talk about the gotcha now that we've uh, we've moved it onto that a little bit. Um, so there are no ten draws on like um, gotchas in this game. Like there's just it. Like there is no button to hit to do a ten draw. Yeah. Um, and like that is kind of intentional in that like. Like, the game does make an effort to make every monster be useful and valuable, and so, like, there's no need to do a 10-draw to get an SSR, because basically every monster you can get is useful. There's no reason to waste your box space with it. Um, Which is is neat. Um, uh, The cost of each 10-draw, or most um, rolls, is 5 Magic Stones, which is kind of expensive, uh, or it would be if the game wasn't dedicated to throwing just free stones at you pretty constantly. Like, I'm willing to bet if I were to sit down right now and go, all right, I want to farm up five magic stones. I could probably get that done in an hour, less than an hour. Yeah, I mean, your mailbox might just have five magic stones in it. Like here. Le- time. So uh, one of the things is um, you get a magic stone every time you fully clear a dungeon. Um, And they have, like, event dungeons every single day that are super easy to clear and also give you a magic stone when you clear it on top of whatever else the event dungeon gives you. So one, two, three. Three I could clear right now to just get a free magic stone and, like, a bunch more I could do after that. Yeah. Um, also, there there's a banner going on right now where you could it costs ten magic stones per pull, but it gives you a max level, max skill level, fully awoken, and plus two ninety seven Godfest draw. <clears throat> so taking out a ton of grinding. Yeah, absolutely. Taking out a ton of grinding and also guaranteeing the thing that you get is useful in some way. Yeah. Which yeah, sure, man. Thanks. Um, in terms of, like, exchange rate for, uh, money, uh, it's actually kind of expensive, um, compared to, uh, other games, like, um, 
Uh, Grand Blues, $30 for a 10 draw. Uh, is, eh, eh, it's actually about what it is here. Um, so 60 Magic Stones, which would be uh, 12 draws on a regular or 6 on the 10 stone, is about $37. So it's like a little more expensive, but like you are getting more bang for your buck because of the way um, the, the way the gotcha works here. On top of which, like, there are always bundles. Like, uh, there is currently one going for the Shaman King uh, gotcha machine, or banner right now, where it's $20, and you just get a six, or you get 20 stones, and then uh, a free six-star uh, Shaman King monster. That's just, like, guaranteed to be a good monster. Which, okay. There, there's no sparking, but that is a way to ensure you get something usable. Um, if you are chasing a specific monster, then you're going to lose some money. But um, if you're just looking to play the game and have fun, like, it's, it's a good game to do it in. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, we've hit on free-to-play fr friendliness, which is very, yes, many. Yeah, especially if you hit it during a during a god fest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's like the the basic anatomy of the game. Um, so yeah, what, Dustin, what did you think about it? Um, so I I had played this initially a a, a while ago, um, because uh, some of my uh, other friends at the time were really into puzzles and dragons. May still be into puzzles and dragons. Actually, I'm not sure. Um. But I tried it out, um, and uh, I understood the appeal, mm -hmm. but also I found it quite difficult, just because I'm not, I'm not super good at the type of puzzle game it is, like the whole block sliding kind of thing, mm -hmm. uh, or the tile sliding, uh, I guess, more accurately. Um, so I, uh, I eventually hit a like difficulty wall, because like... You, in a lot of cases, you can't just stat like stat your way through things. Like you no. gotta actually be good at doing the puzzles. You gotta play the game in order to play the game. Yeah. Um, so there were at a certain point, like um, it was just a lot of trouble, and I kind of and I basically had to use like pad helper. Um, there, yeah. there are a few different things that like let show you the optimal like sliding route. Um, but it takes a while to set those things up because you have to like give it your entire board. Um, it takes a while to set those things up, and also like they kind of take away some of the fun of the game. Yeah, so I eventually just kind of stopped stopped playing it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been like God, I'm trying to remember when I last stopped playing it, but it was probably at least like four four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I only played it again now because of the podcast um and thanks to like doing what i what i really like about the story mode actually is that it forces you to learn how the game works because it gives you a set it gives you a it, it gradually gives you a specific set team and it introduces mechanics one at a time in such a way that it very clearly communicates how how teams are supposed to interlock with mm -hmm. each other 
and, yeah. and synergize. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's like, oh, okay, this thing, this monster changes all my like light orbs to heal orbs, and this one changes all my heal orbs to fire orbs. So I can like either you use just one of them if I need quick healing, or I can use both of them if I need a, a more damage, um, mm-hmm. and things like that. And it, it forces you to like get good at understanding when to make use of your monster's skills and how to create good combos. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think what helps about the story mode is that because it forces you into like the team it builds for you can only attack with fire and dark. Mm-hmm. So other than other than healing, none of that other shit matters. Yep. So like it forces you to be like, okay, focus on making combos with these two elements and and the healing orbs. Um, and I, I think it really forces you to understand how how to move tiles around mm-hmm. um in in a way that helps you build as many combos as possible without feeling overwhelmed one thing i do appreciate too specifically about them giving you only fire and dark uh monsters is it sneakily forces a player to realize okay so i don't have to match any of those other colors like they don't do anything for me but they are gunking up the board, and if I don't match them, I can't get new orbs of the colors I want. So I guess I should probably try and clear those too if I can. Yeah, also, like, there is still benefit to matching other colors right. you can't use, because it still increases your combo count, even if you can't actually attack with them. Right, which increases your multiplier, because that it's a game about numbers going up. Um yeah, it is like a really good and slowly measured way of um, introducing the player to the game. And then after you complete the first story mode, they just give you a hundred stones for free. Yeah, I, I I wish that story mode had been around when I was initially trying I, absolutely. to Absolutely. Uh, like, that story mode is genuinely, like, I could not imagine a better story mode for this game. Or, or yeah, like, like just the, a better the, intro. the story itself doesn't matter. But oh like, no, who gives a, a shit? Per, it's basically a perfect tutorial. Yeah, absolutely. It, especially because, uh, so it is like thirty runs or something like that, uh, thirty missions. Um, but it gives you a bunch of experience, which means your rank goes way the fuck up, and very quickly gets your stamina up to a playable like level, so you can start running. Um, the harder difficulty dungeons and things like that. Um, it also like makes it clear that this is going to be a game that kind of wants you around for the longer haul, and like it's not expecting you to sprint this. It's saying, hey, th- there's going to be some distance to go. You could take your time doing this. Um, yeah, it's it just it's a very good tutorial. Yeah, the one complaint I do have is that, um, at least maybe I just didn't figure out how to do this, but there there are some monsters in the tutorial where, like, they will apply buffs to themselves that are very important to know. For example, um, there are some monsters where they will apply a buff that... Um, causes them to absorb any any damage from combos you make that are four or less. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a combo of at least five to actually do any damage. 
Um, but when they activate the buff, like, it goes away pretty quickly. Um, like, it doesn't just stay on the screen until you tap it to, to, you know, get rid of the help text. It just, like, briefly shows up and then goes away on its own. And I could not figure out a way to bring up the help text to describe what the buffs on the, on the enemy monster were. So, so part of it is, um... I haven't needed to actually look at that in <laughs> literal years because the symbols are like extremely universal. Um, if I remember right, there is yeah. But when I'm just learning it, I don't know. Oh what the yeah, fuck yeah, for sure. Mean. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what like the specific way to because there is a way to do it. I can't remember if it's like you need to um, uh, hold your finger on it or if you go to uh, status. Yeah, I, update. I tried to do that because that's how Dissidia Final Fantasy works. Is if you hold right. your if you if you hold your finger on the monster long enough, it brings up a list of its like stats and then buffs and stuff. But that didn't do anything unless I was just tapping in the wrong place. Um, it, I, even, it... I even tried holding my finger down on the symbol itself and nothing seemed to mm-hmm. happen. So uh, I know there's another spot you can go, which is menu uh, status update. Um, I don't know if that just applies for you or if it applies for your team as well. Um, but yeah, they should definitely make that a little bit clearer. And is it a thing that is hard to parse for the uh, yeah. the player if they're new? What I eventually had to do was just, like, go to Pad X, which is, like, yeah. the website for figuring things out about Puzzle and Dragons, for, like, looking up stats and stuff. Um, and I had to, like, look up the story dungeons, and the story and the story dungeon pages on Puzzle and Dragons X shows every monster you encounter in the, in the story dungeons and what their skills are and mm-hmm. what buffs and debuffs they use. And that's how I figured it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like frustratingly complicated sometimes, um, and that can that can be a thing that it makes it hard to get into. But um, at the very least, those symbols are both pretty universal and um, uh, pretty consistent, such that like once you learn what they mean once, um, you know what they mean for basically the rest of the time you're playing. Um, and can identify them rapidly on site. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, a that's like the basic story mode. Um, for, for like reference, my history with the game is, um, I started playing it like, oh, fuck, six years ago, maybe. Um, and basically I've been playing it off and on for six plus years. Like, my actual main account, I'm, like, rank 350 or something like that. Um, and, uh, basically just have, like, a couple months every year where I'm like, I should play some more Puzzles and Dragons, and just play Puzzles and Dragons for a couple months, and then set it down and go, alright, I'm good for now, and then come back to it. Um, it's maybe my favorite gacha game. Um... Yeah, it does seem like a game where it's pretty easy to just, like, put it down and then come back eventually. Yeah, exactly. And Whenever like, you're feeling like it. So like it's more like Bang Dream. and It's very casual friendly. Yeah, well, and, like, the thing is, um, like, there's absolutely power creep in this game. Like, the shit that worked uh, four years ago isn't going to work for high-tier content now. But the yeah, secret- I don't even know what the hell the meta is. 
Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the meta... It, like, last I checked, the meta it was um, combo-based teams. Um, and is probably still combo-based teams, based on the prevalence of 7 combo and 10 combo awakenings. But, um, like, the secret is, like, even shit that's off-meta still works. Like, it's it's not going to be necessarily ideal, but it's... Uh, it is still, like, entirely playable. Um... Which, which is cool. Like, the fact that you can just make things that aren't, like, the core and only way to make a team is really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, in terms of, uh, uh, is this something that you're going to consider playing more in the future? Uh, I'm going to give it a shot um, okay. and see how I like it. Like, I'm, I'm already playing... So many gotchas, because like I, I yeah. am dedicated to Dissidia and Dokken Battle, mm-hmm. um, and, and I am enjoying a game that we're gonna mention yeah. at the end of this for our uh-huh. next one. Uh, so like uh, that's that's two main gotchas and like one kind of side gotcha already. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure I have a ton of time for Puzzle and Dragons, but I can see it serving serving a good purpose as a game where like. If I just want to, like, stretch my mind a bit, like, give my brain a bit of a workout. Yeah. Uh, you know, just open it up for a few minutes, do a, do a, do a couple dungeons and be like, all right, that was, that was my mental workout for today. Yeah. It, like, that's like the secret of Puzzles and Dragon. Even more than it's a gotcha game, it's just a fun puzzle game. Like, the yeah, monsters I... could not be, like, not even a part of it. And I'd still enjoy the puzzle part. Yeah, again, like, very much how I approach Bang Dream, where, like, mm-hmm. I'm not logging into Bang Dream, like, every day to, like, grind out event points. I, I'm logging in when I'm like, oh, I want to play a, I want to play a rhythm game for a bit today. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to bust out my 3DS to play Curtain Call or whatever. Sure. Um, is this one that you would, like... Is this one of those where you'd be like, yeah, spending money on this one is fine, or you would warn folks away from it? Uh, I don't know. Like for me, I I can't see myself spending any money on it. Mm-hmm. I think I spent five bucks, uh, like back when I was first playing it, because like it came with like a guaranteed. It was like some sort of guaranteed unit or something, and I got ball mm-hmm. off of it. Um, and uh, I really can't see myself spending money on puzzle and dragons because like what's the point you know sure <laughs> uh i i uh, it's just not a game that uh i really have any des- it's not a game where i have any desire to chase mm-hmm. like the units of it because like a lot of the units like a lot of them have nice designs but the individual units don't matter a whole lot to me sure um, um. And so if, if, if I don't want to chase any units, then there's no pressing. There's there's not that urgency to, like, get more stones mm-hmm. to try and pull for a specific unit. So I, I can't see myself spending any money on this. Like, I can, I can see spending money on it, like, a little money on it if you just want to be like, Hey, I, I really like this game. 
I'm going to spend like five or ten bucks on it because that that would be the typical price for a non-gotcha style game like this. Yeah. But I, I don't... I can't imagine a scenario where... Like, why, don't chase units in this game. Just no, fuck no. no uh, like, uh, so I, I've i definitely spent money on this game. And if my recommendation would be, like, if this is a game that you really like playing and you wanted to spend money on it and wanted to, like, buy one of those bundles with a guaranteed six-star rarity unit and get some stones, or you just wanted to do a couple extra pulls on the, um, on the Godfest uh, machine. Yeah, like, it is something you can do and not feel bad about doing. Um, what I would not recommend is ever, 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 ever spending money to chase a unit. You will not get the unit. You will feel like shit and you will spend $200 doing so. Yeah. Like uh, that is like the, the side consequence of individual roles being really impactful, uh, because every unit is still pretty useful, but, uh, roles being kind of expensive is like. Okay, if you're spending large amounts of money, um, you're getting just kind of single rolls and not getting a ton of chances to get the unit you'd like. Um, and individual rarity, because the monster pool is so wide, means that yeah. uh, it, it's hard to get any single unit. And there yeah, is this, no spark system. Yeah, th- yeah, this isn't a scenario like Doken Battle where, uh, you know, it, it's it's always inadvisable to chase units, but at least in Doken Battle, there is a okay chance that it'll work out for you you know mm-hmm. within a not unreasonable amount of money spent uh i i have done that in doken battle uh for specific units like kefla uh and like whenever there have only been like one or two times where it hasn't worked out for me um but yeah th- this this is not a game where you want to take that risk <laughs> Like, it's just not worth it. You will not get what you want. And, like, it's just, it's not an option that is real. Yeah. Um, It's sort sort of like a a fake, think of it as, like, fake Grand Order odds, only Mm -hmm. somehow even worse. (laughs) Yeah, kinda, yeah. Um, But on the other hand... You you don't want to chase in fake Grand Order, you don't want to chase here. Like, the most you'd ever want to chase is, like, maybe on specific collab uh, uh, banners because the lim- or unit pool is way more limited. But even there, yeah, like, true. it's still not really worth it, especially because, again, there's no spark system. Like, yeah, it, there is no end of spending in sight. Um, at, at the very least, if yeah. you're thinking it, about it, it, they'd make the rates for individual monsters immediately clear. Just look at that in despair instead. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. That 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 is a good point actually. Do, uh Puzzle and Dragons is one of the few gotcha games that's still going that I can think of that does not have any sort of spark or mercy system. Yep, none at all. Like pre- pretty much every other gotcha game I've played for any length of time and and most of the games that we've pl- we played for this podcast have some sort of limiter. Mhm you how much you have to spend to get a specific unit yeah no puzzles and dragons just sort of laughs at you when it you ask how much would i have to spend to get a unit it says <laughs> guess bitch yeah question mark question mark question mark <laughs> um yeah uh 
And then would you recommend this to newer folks, either to gotchas or uh, just folks who haven't played it in general? Uh, yeah, I would, um, actually. I think this is a, a pretty good entry-level gotcha game, especially if you want something that uh, requires a little bit more attention and, and is more about the actual gameplay as opposed to collecting JPEGs. I mean, listen, there is a lot of JPEG collection. Oh, yeah, look, definitely. Again, I... I mentioned Goddess of Secrets Kali, and there's some... I got a couple... I, I got a demon lady, uh-huh. uh, who's uh, quite nice. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> listen, they're... they're it, listen, if, if you like demon ladies, Puzzles <laughs> and Dragons is the fucking game for you. This game has a shitload of demon ladies. Yeah, it rules. Uh... But yeah, like, there are certainly JPEGs to, to be collected here. Mm-hmm. But also, like, when you're playing the game, those JPEGs are just, like, itsy-bitsy boxes stacked uh, on top of your uh, your puzzle space. Like, mm-hmm. during gameplay, they are not emphasized at all. No. Um, uh, unlike, unlike in a lot of other gacha games. It's not even a cut-in when they do their active skill. Yeah, no, like, so, like, it's really only when you're looking at them in your monster box that you actually get to see the art. Mm -hmm. Uh, So ultimately, you know, even if you do have, like, a design you like, that design doesn't really matter during gameplay. You're not going to see it. Uh -uh. So ultimately, it's just about, you know, what are the best units you have. Um, So, yeah, it's because of that de-emphasis on um you know that because that like because it doesn't really emphasize uh pulling for specific characters um because you want to make one your wife or husband or something and instead is more about like pull for pull for things that will help you assemble a piece of a larger puzzle mm-hmm. like it makes it a lot easier to get into because as you said it is more of an actual game <laughs> yeah and you can it... kind of just like ignore well not not ignore the gotcha element but you can ignore the more predatory predatory aspects of gotcha mm-hmm. yeah it like it, this is one of those games where like you find out it was my first like actual gotcha game experience, and go- immediately go, "Oh, that that makes sense." Like after everything you fucking yeah. said on this podcast, like yeah, that uh-huh. makes sense. Like, oh, the emphasis on team building, the being mad when it's not an actual game, like all of it. Yeah, okay, sure, makes sense. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, my very first gotcha game was Doken Battle, which is. Ha- does have a lot of design elements in common, but it's much a mm-hmm. much more simplified system. Yeah, and like that makes my uh, oh right. We is that the one we lost, or is there a different one we lost? I can't. That remember. was the one we lost. That okay. was the recording that that cra- that got lost when my hard drive just failed all of a sudden. Right. So, so no one heard is... me talking about how man. It's just I like it. It's just a a little bit simpler than I want it to be. This game is why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also now makes uh, makes a lot more sense why you, like there were parts of that game that you really liked, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, 
Well, we will that 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 game is in my list, and we'll be re-recording an episode on that. It'll be, I think, even better just because of how how many changes have happened to Doken Battle since then, mm-hmm. <laughs> since we last recorded about it. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, I yeah. we should wrap this up soon. Yeah. I need to go to the grocery store with my mom in just a moment. So uh, uh, this week, uh, a game called Sino Alice came out. Uh, a game by Yoko Taro. Um, and is a game about fairy tales, and it's a gotcha game, and it's got all of Yoko Taro's weird writing. Um, we were bored by it, so we're going to play a different game instead. Yeah, we were going <laughs> to talk about Sino, uh, Sino Alice, but it, there's not enough going on there. Uh, instead, we're going to delve into the incredibly popular world of Ship Girls. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Azure Lane. Uh-huh. Because I have a because con- I have a confession to make, I kind of like Azure Lane a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you're. T- Listen, I'm I'm going in open mind, open heart. I'm I'm willing to love Ship Girls, and be upset with myself for it. Um, <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, I might roast you a little bit for it, but like, oh, I I fully expect to get roasted. <laughs> okay, cool. J- just so as long as you know what we're getting into. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's gonna be our game for next week. We we just sort of arbitrarily picked uh to do that one instead of um like rolling on it. Uh just just consider this your uh your spark. You get to hear me make fun of Dustin for liking a ship yeah. girl game. <laughs> this is the mercy pull. Exactly. Uh but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be the podcast. Play puzzles and dragons if you wanna. It's a good game. I like it. Yeah, definitely. Uh all right, I think we can probably wrap it up here. Still don't have an ending. I'm just going to nope. maintain that. Yep, yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>